Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. I'm here today with a special guest, Brandy Kiana Joe. And she is going to be sharing a little bit about who she is, but we're going to be talking as two business owners about how do you stay consistent in your coaching business and some of the struggles that come up when you're trying to do that. And um, Brandy is a fellow coach as well. So Brandy, why don't you introduce yourself and we'll go from there. Hi, everybody. Thanks for welcoming me on your show, Haley. I really appreciate it. And hello to all the listeners out there and viewers. I'm very happy to be here. Um, I help people through transitions in their life from career relationships to crisis. And, um, you know, it's everyone's going through a transition, <laughs> talking about being consistent. Um, really, the only thing that is consistent is change. So so to open up with that, I think that it's it's very important to be mindful of the changes that you're going through to allow yourself to move through the changes. And, and uh, you know, there's two things that, that we can have in conflict of this change. It, it's one is standing your ground, defending your beliefs, um, uh, holding on to something that you've worked so hard for. And, and then there's also, are, is there too, many, too much resistance or having a difficult time letting go and being able to level up sometimes. Sometimes the resistance is because we're too scared of what, what we're being called to do, or we're, we're being pushed, or we're being catapulted. And so um, so I'm very happy that we're, we're gonna dive further into this, but that's, yeah. you know, couldn't be more spot on with what I help people with is, is the transitions, which is about the change and the consistencies that we're, that we're dealing with in life. Yeah, I love that. And I agree with you that really the only thing we can count on for sure is change is going to happen. And I think the one thing that gets in, well, there's a couple things that intercept consistency. One being our mindset, like you said. So whenever we have an idea that we think something should happen a certain way and it doesn't happen that way, we mm -hmm. start to resist. We start to be like, it should have gone this way. And then we're not focused anymore on being consistent with what we're trying to do because we're like, well, it's not working and it should have gone this way. And so I give up or you change the way you're doing it. Um, so that's one thing I kind of want to ask you about. But I also think the other reason why we get inconsistent is because the bar is not manageable that we're setting for ourselves. Like we're starting, we're going from zero to 
I need to do 12 million things today and be consistent with that and perfect with that. And if I'm not, I'm, I'm, and then beating ourselves up. So then it's like this cycle. So when it comes to having expectations about things, the way that things should go, I think there's some healthiness that can be in that, but then there's also some unhealthiness that can be in that. So how do we set expectations, but at the same time, uh, stay the course and stay consistent, even if we don't see the quote unquote immediate gratification. Absolutely. And I think this is a question that all entrepreneurs constantly ask themselves. <laughs> Am I pushing myself too much? Uh, sh it, shouldn't it be this way if I'm doing all of these things? And um, you hit you, you hit it with the key word that is so important for us to pay attention to, which is expectations. And expectations is basically an illustrated idea depicted by the ego that helps us to understand what is what fits our standard if something is going to be done. Now, expectations can work for us if we're looking at logical things, if we're looking at, um, for instance, if I'm going into a store and I'm going to buy a bottle of coconut water and it costs two dollars and I give the cashier five dollars. I should expect to get $3 back if, if, you know, taxes included in everything, right? So that type of expectation is something we've created in civilian, in society to help us to be more um, civilized. Now, when we start to use expectations in the matter of our emotions, in which we're trying to understand how to dictate our emotions and our behavior, our response, our, our, our body's response and our our response in regards to passion and and how we should decide that's when it becomes complicated so i i always like to share with people that there's a difference in when we use expectation that helps us and when we use expectations that actually self-sabotages us and when we start using expectations in the matter of emotion using the word should if I do this, it should be this way. I should be happy. I should be um, praised. I should be X, Y, and Z, whatever fits that idea of which you feel like you need to be enough of. That's where it really comes down to when we're pulling off all the layers. That's when it becomes self-sabotage. Yeah. Does this make sense so far? Makes total sense because and I think you hit it spot on when we attach our expectations to an emotion it needs to give us back. That's yes. where we go wrong. When we exactly. need in order for me to be happy, I need my business to fuel me. I need my business to energize me. I need my business to provide money for me. I need my business to provide me with fulfillment. Like then we get in a cycle. Now, it's not to say that, you know, you should pick something you hate to to do your business or, you know, whatever, but it, when you need it to bring you back a feeling, you're not doing your business for what it's for, which is to serve others, impact others, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? So, and, and when we have a goal that we're attached to and we need it to provide back for us, we're no longer serving from what can I give to my goal? We're constantly asking, what can I get from my goal? Can my goal give me this? And then of course we're setting ourselves up for disappointment and not to even if the goal goes right there's always going to be that attachment to needing it to go a certain way for you to feel a certain way so when somebody is um 
trying to set an expectation from a healthy place and say, you know, I'd like to do this in my business. I want to grow it to this. I want to do this. How do we um, start to set some manageable habits or expectations for ourselves in a way that um, is is momentum building and excite, you know, moving us forward instead of getting us attached to a feeling and kind of setting us up for feeling disappointed or needing it to go a certain way. Yeah, there's multiple layers to that too. So um, one is we, 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 it is beneficial for us to be our best cheerleaders because when anytime we're setting an expectation that deals with emotional matters, what are we receiving from this? That's, I mean, no one understands what we're going through, but ourselves. That's the most important thing to understand here. No one understands the pain, the sacrifice, the choices that you make to do X, Y, and Z. And so who better should support you, but yourself. And when you're supporting yourself through this trial and error, you're the one who's going to feel the most, um, seen, heard, <laughs> right? Because you're the one who knows what you're going through. So um, in addition to that, it's great for us to take calculated risks, calculated risks. So when we're looking at, you mentioned going from zero to 12 million different things that, that we've got going on, it's great for us to understand how are we managing our passions? Because if it's emotions that's driving us to do a certain thing, to get a certain emotional response, we have to reflect and unpack what is underneath there? What is my true why for me to do this thing in the first place? And why is it that I'm searching for this emotional benefit, this takeaway from this thing that I'm doing? Once we start giving ourselves some space to clarify what it is that we're looking for, wow, we can come up with so many answers. Yeah, I love it. I think being our best cheerleader, being our own best friend is very important in the entrepreneur journey. And that's not to say you yeah. can't have a community, have a coach, have a mentor to help you and provide some external support and feedback and whatnot. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's, you have to ask, do you like you? Do you like what you're doing? Are you proud of your next steps? Like that kind of thing. So when um, we are focused on building momentum and noticing and acknowledging our wins, I think that builds consistency because we want to keep that positive pattern. But mm -hmm. what are some other um, maybe pitfalls you see when, when people are trying to be more consistent or maybe some uh, things that will help them? be more consistent. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that's, that's really important that I, that I coach all my students on is understanding your ego and intuition. When you are, everybody has emotions. I mean, it's part of how we define ourselves, the experiences that we have, um, the feelings that that's coming up, how we define everything. And so, we can't be driven solely by our, by our emotions. If that is always a factor, we then create a very big ego because it's a concentration of ourself. That's what ego is, concentration of self. When our ego is too big, 
we're concentrating ourselves and we're hurting other people. When our ego is depleted, we're concentrating other people and we're hurting ourselves. So whilst many spiritual and religious practitioners may say have no ego, that actually can't even exist because the only reason why we're alive is because we have an ego. We're saying, I need to eat, I need to food, I need to eat food, I need to eat, uh, you know, drink water, I need to be recognized. These are all like parts of our ego that helps us to survive and thrive in society. It helps us to to do things, you know, it's it's also a big part of our 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 um when we're in a fight or flight state, you know, it's like who's gonna survive, me or them. And when we understand our ego, it can really humble ourselves to actually do a lot more when we're trying to create that momentum because we if if we're coming from a high achiever state, which many entrepreneurs are high achievers. Like I want to do this. I want to do that. And then achieving it. It's like this incredible uh, satisfaction. And for most people, it's very short lived. It's very short lived because it's, it's, it's gone like that. Once you've done it, it's like, okay, you get your praise, you, you get your recognition and then it's gone. And then what comes next is, is the other um, wave of, what can I achieve and how big can I go and how fast can I do it? And how can I be the greatest? You know, if we're constantly riding that wave and I would probably say like 99% of my students are high achievers. <laughs> it's, um, and, and we, you know, we achieve a lot through our, our journey working together, but, we, we always have to come back to what is our ego doing? Is our ego running the show? Because if it does, then you're actually not going to get the sense of fulfillment that creates the natural momentum for you to create that legacy. And that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to have something after the work is done. They don't want just the show. They want, this is the aftermath. This is what I work so hard for. This is what I get to share with my friends, my family, my community. This is the statement that I get to leave behind once my bones turns to dust. That's what everybody, every entrepreneur wants. And so when we can allow ourselves to reflect on where's our ego teetering? Is it inflated? Is it deflated? Am I in harmony with ego? Which is why I always try to guide people, be in harmony with it understand where is your intuition pulling you your intuition is going to help you sustain that momentum when you're in when the because the only thing consistent is change change really comes from the energy that we're being catapulted or being pushed to and so when we can understand the flow of energy that we're in we can create that steadiness with or not steadiness but that harmony with the energy does that make sense yeah, I think that one of the things that um, you mentioned is you want to feel like I think there's this common thing about you want to feel in alignment and you want to feel like your energy is aligned with whatever you're doing. And I do believe that because like when you're selling or when you're marketing yourself or something, you have to be you have to be sold on the product that you're selling and you have to be sold on the impact you want to make and the people you want to help. But I also think there's 
that can go wrong when you say something like your energy has to be aligned to take the first step or to do something that's completely out of your comfort zone. Because the first time you do anything that's really out of your comfort zone, your energy is not going to be aligned. You're going to be a mess. Yeah. You're going to be scared. You're going to feel nervous. Like, And that's not a bad sign. It's just like, oh, this is the next thing I'm doing to get out of my comfort zone and grow my business. And my mind isn't quite there yet. It's not like, oh, I'm totally on board and excited to do this but I'm still going to do it anyways, because I know that it helps me move forward and it keeps me visible online or whatever it is. So I think that you brought up a good point there. And I want to go back to the actually giving tangible ways people can be their own best cheerleader, because I don't think we focus on this enough. I think we're always focused on what we're doing wrong and everything that's not working. And one of the things I've um, started to do because I read the book, The Gap and the Gain. And it talks about how to every day before you go to bed, measure three wins and then come up with what you want your three wins for tomorrow to be. And you can't have more than that. You got to keep it at three, but it um, gets you focused on what you're doing and not what you're not doing. So, and the other thing that you can do um, as well is just track results produced, which can even be fails. So like when I say results produced, I don't mean, you know, scrolling through social media today and I did a post or whatever, but I mean like you went live for a webinar and you pitched your offer or you, um, and whether that's, whether that turns into five clients or not, you have to know you're on the right track because it can produce either a yes or a no. And so therefore it's something you can track and, and results, it's a result that you produced, right? So I, that's the way I think about it, but what are some other things we can do to just acknowledge ourselves and be our own best cheerleader? Absolutely. There's, I, I want to circle back to the first thing that you said as well, but, um, but to finish this one off, um, definitely one of the things is to literally cheer yourself, you know, clap, yay, I did it every step of the way. This is actually a method that I, that I created called the staircase method. And when you're doing something, it doesn't have to be a big leap. It doesn't have to be this humongous thing that you achieved. It's the little things that count that, that creates that, that journey of achieving that thing. And so we have to recognize every step of the way and, and especially the ones that we don't want to do. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I, I use this method every time I do laundry, I love cleaning. It's very therapeutic and I appreciate a clean place, but, but for me, and I love folding too and sorting things out. I like to be organized, but laundry, it's like, it always breaks up my rhythm. It's like, I have to like the laundry, you know, washing, doing a load of, of, of wash, um, takes like 35 minutes. And then I have to go back to that and then take it out of the, and put it in the dryer and that takes about an hour and they have to load the other one. And that takes, you know, so it's, it's always like this stop and go instead of just doing it one time, finishing it. And then I can focus on something else. It's like, I'm simultaneously working on the laundry and I'm doing, doing something else at the same time. And it always has to be something that works with the, the, the breaks, you know, having to go do the laundry. So how I practice this is, I schedule it and I say, okay, this is something I'm going to do. All right, good job. I scheduled it. That's one step. I know I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. And then I'm like, when the time comes up, I'm like, all right, the time's here. So 
I go over there into the basket and say, like, okay, I'm here. Okay, I did it. I made it this far. I don't, I know, I don't want to do this. I want to stop already. I want to go get something to eat or I want to go like, you know, walk outside or whatever. I'm like, no, I'm staying here. And then I start sorting through and I'm like, yay, I'm sorting through. Okay, Brandy, good job. Good job. Keep going. Keep going. Almost done. And I do that every step of the way because that's the only thing that's really going to support me. You know, I mean, such a silly yeah. thing, but it actually means so much. And Absolutely. before I know it, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually a habit. Um, that's a way to train your brain because you're, mm-hmm. when we have a habit we do, there's a reward at the end. So either if it's something like scrolling social media, we get a reward because it's entertaining and it's keeping us away from other things we don't want to do. And same thing mm-hmm. with other other bad habits, like overeating, oh, we get the food, so it tastes really good, and so our brain is rewarded. But when you're doing something you don't want to do, you've got to make that extra effort, like you <laughs> said, to clap for yourself, to be like, yay, there's a reward. You yes. reward yourself. So yes. that's brilliant. Um, and I like how you call it the staircase method, too, because it's yes. not like you, it, even the laundry example, it's kind of like stop and go. Like you, you yep. do something, you take a break. You come back to it. And so your business journey is going to be the same thing. You do something. It's not like you're just one and done. You're always refining, always coming back. So and then go back to you said you wanted to talk about the energy alignment. thing. Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you remembered. So um, really to compliment what you what you said about there's times where we don't want to do something. So this is where I still come back to. What's the ego? Where's the, where's the ego? Because if you don't want to do it because you're uncomfortable, your ego is inflated because you're making it about you versus making it about the service. If you're, if you're called, like, I'm going to give an example of this one. I have always had a, <laughs> a fear of public speaking, not so much anymore because I've done so many, but um, the first time when I started my entrepreneurship journey, I knew that in this event, people were looking at me to speak because I helped produce this event and I was trying to avoid it at all costs. I had speakers there. I had other people performing. It was like, great. Everything was done. I'm like, you guys don't need me. I'll just fade in the background. But I could tell the energy was saying, you know, people are waiting for you to speak. You're the, you're the one who produced this. You're the one who, um, you know, created this, this idea and it's bringing people together. And so the first event, I was like, I'm not going to speak. And then once I understood and unpacked, what was my energy really trying to push me? It wasn't about me. And I was making it about me. I was, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this. What do they think about me? Blah, blah, blah. My ego was inflated. And a lot of times people, people, misperceive that having a big ego means you're being boastful, you're being conceited, but that's not what an ego is. It's concentration of self. So if you're focusing so much on yourself and it's taking away from somebody else, that's, that's showing that you have a big ego. And at that time I had a big ego, even though I did not want to be in the spotlight. And so when I started to unpack and I was like, okay, well, you know what? I'm really making this about me. This is not about me. This is really about the service I give to others. And I I put my ego aside and, and I mustered up the will to share. And I was so grateful that I focused solely on the message, not of how I looked or how I was saying it, but I focused on what is the message that I need to give to other people? 
because the energy is pulling me that way. And it was completely uncomfortable and I was shaking and I was scared. But the more that I focused on the message, the more it was no longer about me and that anxiety, that social anxiety, that, that fear of speaking faded away. And my heart became so strong and I felt so, you know, I was courageous at that point because I was fearful of speaking. And then from then on, I just, I really spoke at every event that I co-produced or, or solely produced. I mean, it has been such a beautiful thing to share with other because I'm, I'm getting what other people are receiving. And that's the reason why I do what I do. And that's, that's the thing that gets me up to, to speak when I don't, when I, if I don't feel like it. <laughs> right. Well, and what's cool is like, if you were still in your own head, you wouldn't have been receptive enough to notice that people wanted you to speak or to, to focus on the message. So I like how you took an effort to get out of your own head and into the mm-hmm. message and actually feel what's going on in the room. And like, same thing with sales. When I talk to coaches who are really afraid of sales, it's usually because they are focused on how they're coming across. Yes. And if, if they make the sale or not versus the person in front of them, what does that person need? I'm so interested in knowing what you need help with. I want to see if I can help you. Here's how I can help. Here's the investment because this is an energy exchange and we are working together to get you to this result. And like just being very interested in the conversation and curious about it and treating it like almost like coaching, like you're curious, you're asking questions, you're seeing how you can help that's how I see sales. But a lot of people see it as, uh Oh, I'm going to be, fo- it's all about me. I'm, I'm going to be you know, nervous and I got to close the sale and I got to be, I don't want to be pushy and like all the things. Right. So um, one of the things that you mentioned as well is how um, we have this ego, right? So mm-hmm. how do we manage that? Like, do we, um, do we just kind of and and I think also ego can be used to our advantage sometimes too. Yes. <laughs> I say in your business, don't focus on the ego driving activities, meaning posting a fancy graphic on Instagram, just because, or, you know, the things that just brush up your ego, focus on the actual things that are going to help your clients and the client generating activities. But at the same time, I think there's ways we can work around our ego or work with our ego. So can you share, can you elaborate a little bit about that? Yeah, well, our ego is created a lot by our constitution and our condition. And there's there's a whole program and it goes really in depth because this is this is where it gets to layers and layers that we have to unpack and look in people's really understand people's perception where that comes from. And that that's going to take a lot of time. But, um, you know, our our ego is is constructed by our experiences and our view based off of how we're created um, and how we see other people. It's all, it's always about our connection. And when we're looking to have a balance of ego, um, it's, it's always great to check in with others and to not isolate yourself. Once you isolate yourself, you're making it all about you. And that comes in various forms. It's, I think a lot of people, again, come back to, oh, that person's being arrogant, that person's being boastful, that person's conceited, but it also comes in the form of depression. And I think, you know, a lot of people would probably get really frustrated to hear something like that. It's like, what? That person has a big ego when they're depressed? It's like, because they're focusing so much on their wrongdoings, the things that they can't have, the things that they can't 
do the things that, you know, the person that they can't be or whatever that is that's suppressing their happiness, their joy, their love, um, the thing that makes them feel enough. Whatever that is, it's a concentration of themselves. And so the best way to break out of that is to understand what what is what are you overwhelmed with what what is that i mean there's there's two ways that we're going to break out of this um, inflated ego one is other people uh, helping us break out of it which comes from humiliation and then for us to break out of it ourselves which comes from humility now the same they're similar right humility and humiliation they come from the same root which is about being humble. And so when we're looking at, um, let's say you make a mistake, you've been focusing on you, more likely you're going to be humiliated if you don't become humble. So somebody else, some other energy force is going to come in and it's going to help deconstruct your ego and make you feel smaller. And that's going to help you say, oh, okay, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. Like, I didn't know I was doing this all by myself. I feel so selfish, blah, blah, blah. And then there's the humble part. That's where we hope to gracefully be so we don't become boastful, arrogant, and intentionally hurt, harm other people because we're so, we're, we're so concentrated on ourselves. So when we're looking at being humble, we, we have to constantly ask ourselves like the why. Coming back to the beginning of this conversation is what am I really doing this for? How are other people, um, how are they digesting this? Is this serving me and others in the greatest good? Is this empowering me or empowering others? Is this disempowering me or disempowering others? And when we, when we can get to that beautiful line of it's empowering me and empowering others, we're, we're in that humble state because we're, we're not concentrating solely on ourselves. We're concentrating on the greater good. You know, it's, it's kind of like looking through the eyes of, of higher power, our higher, you know, um, being much more unified with everyone. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And I think um, having something bigger than you and anything you're trying to do, so for example, with nervousness of like public speaking, your desire to help people was bigger than your fear of you speaking. And that's what led you to do it, right? Or your mission for your business is bigger than your fear to spend a couple dollars on a business coach or Facebook ads or whatever, right? That's so right. your desire to learn is bigger than your desire to sit and watch TV at night. And so you see how everything you choose to do or whatever habit, bringing it back to consistency, you're trying to be consistent with, you kind of have to sell yourself on why is this thing more important and bigger than the thing that you're used to feeling like the nerves or the comfort or the being able to not have to do it and just rest instead of trying to do your business or whatever. Um, so I think that's a really good thing to end it on. And what I would like to do now, Brandy, is if you can share where people can find and connect with you, that would be awesome. Yeah, thanks, Haley. Um, they can reach me at brandykianajo.com. That's B-R-A-N-D-I-K-I-A-N-A-J-O.com. Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, at 
which is Coach Brandy Keanu Joe or Brandy Keanu Joe. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being a guest and bringing all your tips to us. And I also want to let everybody know who is listening to this podcast by the air date that the fast track plan to your first 10K month as a health or life coach without needing to post every single day on social media is still available. If you missed the live, you can go ahead and DM me on Instagram at Haley underscore row with the replay that saying that you want the replay. So I know, and we will get that to you. So anyways, thank you so much, Brandy. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Haley. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.